Cause I'm about that is and that like you know it, it's now or never yeah. you either do it now or it's never going to happen there's no guarantee that there is ever going to be tomorrow you know if you're going to go through life you might as well do something you love that impacts other people in a positive way this is a podcast all about business entrepreneurship making your passion your paycheck people who just want to take control and kick life square in the ass episode of the Now or Never podcast, special guest Nick Langer, aka BR Physiques, Baby Rhino himself, my fearless business partner in Iron Heaven Gyms, and longtime friend. Super excited to hear about all of his expertise and insight into the different businesses we are involved with. Podcast, all things business, entrepreneurship, people just take life and kick it square in the ass with my special guest, Nick Langer, Baby Rhino, BR Physiques, the man, the myth, the legend himself, uh, my fearless business partner in Iron Heaven Gyms. A little uh, more hype. Let's keep going. A little more hype. Let's just keep going. Yeah. He's uh, not much to look at, folks, and he's not very funny. He makes his wife a saint. So True. True story, true right? Story. Yes. You know, yep. we're going to go through all the things with business and entrepreneurship and all the questions we get asked. We're going to get things real, real today. So make sure you guys pay attention to this. For all you kids who have messaged in, I want to own my own gym someday. <laughs> we're going to give you the real, real of this aspect because it is something we get asked probably yep. 10 times a month. But I want to go back to the beginning and how we met through the gyms and everything and your introduction to the industry from working at different businesses, working at Rexius to way back to the old uh, multi-level marketing days. So, yeah. so, uh, so I actually got started with a, a company. Got, I should say I got introduced to multi-level marketing and also an idea of entrepreneurship uh, with a good old company called Body by Vi. Uh, and so a buddy of mine came to me, talked to me, said, hey, We've got this opportunity. You know, you're training people out of a gym as as a as a personal trainer. I really think you have the community to actually make uh, make well with this. And I said, okay, cool. Um, introduced me to basically two of the higher level people in that company, and those two higher level people ended up taking me under their wing and kind of teaching me entrepreneurship and and everything in that aspect. Uh, you know, going through the journey, I realized that MLM wasn't really the best thing in the world. Uh, you know, I I was making great money. So with uh, with that. Like I said, the, the idea is I, I had great mentors that kind of taught me the idea of entrepreneurship um, and taught me an idea of kind of counter counterintuitive to what everybody else has been telling me, which is go to college, get a job, boom, you'll be set for life. All the same BS. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, put yourself into, you know, 30, 40, $50,000 in debt, if at the least. Minimum. That's yeah. like year one. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, go from there to then you can get a job that's going to pay you maybe 30 grand a year that you might be able to afford a house with that you'll never be able to pay your student loans off with. And that that's, that's the recipe to success. So, uh, (laughs) so, so I learned really quick, uh, to think outside the box, to think of different ways that, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're looking at everything around you is where's the opportunity where, where can I find things that there's maybe a niche that's not being filled right now that needs to be filled, that needs to be worked. And, um, grabbing it by the horns and going after it. So that's what taught me that. It also taught me not to do MLMs uh, just because I saw a lot of people that got screwed over in the process. Yeah, that's the worst part about the multi-level. Somebody in the end, it's a pyramid. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. The only one I've ever seen that I decent is Sensi. Right. It's the only one that popped in my head because people keep buying wax. Correct. And, you know, yeah. even yeah. if you didn't make any money selling it, you got extra wax. And like my wife, now I have enough wax to last us like 17 years. Yeah, so it's we're great. Good. She's still it's happy great. about it. Yeah. So, I mean, and you, you know, at least you'll always smell good. Uh, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So that, that was always the, that was the thing that came to mind when it came down to MLMs. Uh, and you know, like I said, the whole entire experience, I would have never been exposed to entrepreneurship and the yeah. idea of entrepreneurship. Uh, so that was a, a life changing thing for me. So although it was a negative side effect, uh, as far as like doing MLMs, the positive was, is kind of understanding entrepreneurship. So. Yeah. Sure. And then you went from there and you went to work at complete nutrition. Let's or? see here. So, yeah. So I was, uh, then went, to, went on to complete nutrition, uh, was a manager at complete nutrition for way too long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, the nice thing is, I don't know what this is. I've been with companies that I get to see the inside of companies and I realize that they're not what they should be. Yeah. Uh, and so with complete nutrition, you know, I got to see a lot of business practices that were not meant to happen. And then also got to kind of learn um, from an infrastructure idea of how you should be building a, a company from the ground up. Because at that point in time, you know, just been right after their biggest rush where they were raking in tons of money and they were expanding like crazy and whatnot. Um, and you could kind of see the writing on the wall as, as to what was going on. Yeah. But, uh, but it was kind of nice to kind of learn from that aspect. I got my feet wet in the supplement industry, started to learn a lot about supplements, started to learn about that industry and kind of where everything needed to go. Um, and kind of just rolled over in a nice aspect being as the MLM I was in was a yeah. supplement based MLM. Yeah. So it was just an easy transition. Sure. Sure. So, well, then I remember you left, you're left complete. Yep. And that's when I was seeing Nick at the gym and, and give me an idea about Nick. He's not, he's not shy about telling you what he thinks no. or where you should be. Correct. Um, and the beautiful thing was, he's like, you should hire me. <laughs> should I? Yeah, you, you need me. All right, so I finally come around like, hey, I'm going to hire you. Uh, yeah, you can't hire me now. Why? I got an offer at GNC to go manage this, and I'm sorry. I'm like, well, you just told me how good you were. So, you know, and, and you went and did that for a while. Oh, God, was what, what, two years? Was that long? Uh, no, it was a little over a year. So yeah. I, was, I was a regional, basically a regional manager for a franchisee with GNC. Um, at the time, he was a family kind of uh, brother's marriage Previous, whatever, uncle, yeah, yeah. whatever. Uh, so I was, I was uh, brought on on that and ended up was doing basically like a um, general manager aspect over a couple different stores across a couple different states. Um, did that for a little over a year, and then uh, and then I came to your office, and you came back as you still need me. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and, and to give you a little idea about Nick, like you know, I, I'm I'm very much a numbers guy, so I always go over numbers. I'm always seeing where we're at, and like you know, it, I'm a very positive person. And, so we actually have a, a vacancy at one of our shops as a manager. So Nick popped in and within 90 days, didn't just break the store record, increased it by around 70% over the previous record. And then brought in Cody Guffey, who's my, my regional manager, my business partner in another company as part-time. And then uh, somehow Nick's like, you really need me in the office. How do you keep telling me what I need? And I keep doing it. But it did. And he moved up into... Um, uh, director of inventory and brand development for all the Rexia stores as we expanded from one to five states, six states at the time, mm -hmm. and uh, moved all that. And then, uh, so Nick, I mean, he coaches. Yep. He competes yep. in bodybuilding coaches. So I, I roped Nick into coaching or coaching me in a bodybuilding, a classic physique division, which is exact words were, I hate your body. And don't worry, I do too. It's still the worst one I've had to do. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, dude. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> he's killing it at Rexius. We're doing well. Things are expanding. He's doing a great job. And, you know, we ended up going out to Los Angeles for me to compete in a bodybuilding show. And the Knicks was getting coached by Ed Koo, who had an association with Kratos um, Gym out in East Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And so the day after my show, and many donuts and beers had, we decided we're going to go to this Kratos Gym. And it's this 
at the time it doesn't exist anymore. Not that yeah. it's something different now, but yeah, it's yeah, it's a Gen Pop style gym now. Yeah, but so, yeah, it's funny that that gym inspired Iron Heaven gyms, and now it doesn't exist. But um, it was just, I mean, warehouse, you know, just gritty, go get it, but cool. Well, I mean, and it played to my nerd side, which was the fact that you had God of War up on the wall. Well, the whole movie time. 300, and, which yeah, I geeked out. Yeah. And so was, while this training, like Nick's actually training his ass off. I'm there just getting a little baby pump just because I, I care. And uh, my wife walks up, we should do a gym like this. Okay, she walks back to doing her thing. Nick walks up to me 10 minutes later. Hey, bro, we should do a gym like this. We walk out, and then both are like, hey, Tim, we should do a gym like this. Yeah. Okay, I got it. You guys want to do a gym? Cool. Well, hey, let's, and, let's, 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 let's also preface this. I, uh, because of our partnership with Rexius Nutrition and what we had done at that point in time, we had outgrown what you were using for a storage facility for Rexius Nutrition. The back of my 120 yeah. center store was and a so makeshift this, warehouse. This, uh, you know, it was one of those things where we walked into this place and it was like, oh, hey, look, that's a giant warehouse. And inside this giant warehouse is a gym. It's a gym. And so it was like. We figured, well, look, I need a warehouse. Yeah. I need yeah. a gym. So by the time we landed from LAX into Omaha, we had a business plan written up on uh, cocktail napkins. Mm-hmm. Um, and to let you guys know, like when you're motivated to do something and you believe it enough you'll make shit happen yep we made shit happen yep seven not even yeah seven eight months later that gym was open to the public by that october this is the beginning of february yep and this isn't a small task guys like doing a gym is very capital intensive to top it off i was trying to buy a house and get married at the same time yeah which we had to wait for so it was total pain in the ass we couldn't sign we signed the lease and i was prepping for a show and he was prepping for a show (laughs) and let me tell you when you're calorie deprived you're just easy to get along with so um it couldn't have been more shit at once if we tried to make it happen but we made it happen and of course the first uh three days the 24-hour door system doesn't work yeah so we staffed it from 5 a.m until 11 30 p.m at night for three days in a row until we got that thing to work yep. um and here we are and it's i think well after like six months we're never opening another gym again uh-huh. six months after that we opened up iron heaven too uh because <laughs> my neighbor owned a building and i i just sent nick the address and he, he says to me, he goes, it was like the rays of heaven came down and just shone <laughs> upon me. I'm oh, like, okay. Let me, let me just say here. <laughs> so I pull up to this location. It's, it's a cloudy day. And literally, the clouds open up right when I pull up to the location. And I'm like, all right, this is, the, yep, this somebody's is talking to us here. <laughs> you know, it was one of those locations that we, we pulled up to it. And now looking back on it, I wish we actually had more space. But, yeah. uh, but it was one of those locations you pull up to. You drive around the back. There's giant garage doors that can open up, which, you know, it's just cool. Which is cool. You know, we're only going to do it, be able to do it for like three months out of the year because it's too damn cold or it's too hot. Uh, true story. But uh, so basically, half of April, half of May, and half of October. Right. So yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty much it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it actually changed the environment of the gym, and 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 that was the cool aspect of it. Um, and so it was one of those things of I looked at it and was like, we got to do this. We've got more than enough people that are asking us about doing this on this side of town. And again, like I said, you know, it's one of those things of when we're talking about business, it's all about filling a niche. Yeah. And we noticed in our market, there was something that was missing. There was something that, that all these other gyms were really kind of messing up um, that we needed to fill. Well, that's just, I mean, I even tell people the first one, like, I mean, people were saying, that gym's never going to make it. You guys are going to close up. And I laughed. I said this in the last podcast. I go, I told one of them, I go, dude, like, Nick's got his own training yeah. business, and he's making money, and he's doing very well coaching people all multiple states all over the place. I got Rexius and a you know, 12 other business irons in the fire as I usually mm-hmm. do. Like we're not taking any income from it right. for four years. Right. Like I only need about 
you know, few people and we're good because yes. we just wanted a place to train. Correct. Honestly, we, it, I think most businesses come out of a good place of not so much trying to make money, right. but just trying to fill a gap that we wanted for ourselves. Well, and, figure, and figure there's a few, not trying to be everybody's everything, trying to be somebody's something. Right. You well, know, well, let's, let's think about this. <clears throat> what were the words that we said when we opened the gym? We said, if, as long as I don't lose money, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> right. That <laughs> exactly. was, that was it. Yeah. So it was never about making money. No. Um, and even to this day, as a business, yes, we have to make money. And yeah, I don't want to put money in. Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's one of those things of we're creating an environment, we're creating a community that's based around something that we believe in. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, it's one of those things of, you know, it's it's only going to continue to do what it does because of that aspect and because yeah. we keep providing for it. You know, yeah, we're, we, we complain and we, we're, we're upset about putting more money into it and it just is what it is. Yeah. But we're in the, we're not even two years in, you know? Well, the so. thing is like we, we complain cause we got to come up with a few bucks cause of this, that, or the other thing for some property tax or whatever. Well, then three weeks later, Nick's like, Hey, there's a, there's a, there's a gym over here going out of business. Yeah. Let's yeah. go buy some stuff. <laughs> and of course, do I argue? I'm like, sweet. I got Saturday off. Let's get the trailer. Yep. And we end up buying more equipment because we're, we're dorks and we love this stuff. And it's something new to play with when our members love it. And, Honestly, it's been so much fun. I mean, my my eight month old has literally been in the gym since he was seven days old, mm-hmm. and I mean, he's the he's a freaking mascot at this point. You yeah. know, like it, it's just funny watching that. And I think that a lot of people always ask, like, when we get these questions, like, "What's it take to do it?" I'm like, honestly, I, I'll let you touch on this. Name name a couple things that were just surprises, I guess, to say the least. Uh, uh, software oh, that God. was a major surprise. It's not cheap. No. And it never works. Correct. And this is one of the top companies in the world yes. that we deal with. And even getting customer service on the phone yeah. is... Still to this day, um, it normally takes about three key fobs to make sure that we actually get a key fob that works for a brand new member. Yeah. So, and there's six bucks, or seven, ten bucks a fob. Then we, right. have, we, we wasted $1,000 on fobs minimally just to make sure that members have one that's functional right away. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, aside from that, I would say uh, <laughs> most recent stuff... Stuff being broken, equipment all yeah. the time, nonstop. If it's not equipment, it's it's something in the facility being broken. Well, and, saying, and, we, and I will say the one thing that I know a lot of gym owners don't know because I've talked to other gym owners who have failed. And one of those things is they don't understand that once you sign a lease, everything's on you. Yeah. It doesn't, nothing goes to that, nothing goes to that property manager. I, and honestly, that's, I think that is a very big key for any entrepreneurs who listen to this. Understand, it's not like when you rent an apartment or a house, right. it's not on the owner. Right. Commercial real estate, it's on you. If your HVAC system goes out and it's seven grand, yeah. it's on you. It's on you. Yeah. We almost had to pay $7,000 for an HVAC system last summer until I got fairly creative and yeah. kind yeah. of ghetto, yeah. but I got it. It worked. worked. It yeah. worked. It worked. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's on you. The plumbing backs up. It's on you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's when commercial real estate, it's, it's on you. They walk away. They don't, your door breaks. I just, I had to replace $1,700 for an exterior door. Yes. That's, and that's the cheapest one I could find on uh, something. that was not my fault in a building. I don't own that. We're I not, can't take with me. We're not talking about the door that I did. That was my fault. No, no. Nick broke the other door. <laughs> Nick, 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 Nick took an entire door frame off I, the building. Yeah, yeah. That was a good story. Uh, <laughs> Just so happened to be driving out the lift lift uh, that we were using for painting the walls. And I thought I got it in the door, right? Straight forward. So I figured I could just give it a little gas and get it out the door. Wrong. I got it out the door, but I also took the door with me in the process. All right. This Straight is, concrete. Th- this is uh, episode one of Nick Langer's um, <laughs> using machinery. Episode two would include, so Nick gives us, gives me a call. Yeah. I got a really good deal on some turf that used to be at Burke Stadium. Oh man. Yeah. 
We found out why it was a good deal because it was 15,000 pounds. So after it got real country, we got it in the building. We have two trucks going out of doors with chains trying to roll it out. Nick gets this great idea. I'm going to go rent an asphalt roller. Yep. So we rolled up to the back of the Chandler gym. Hold on. We got to say, how did I get that off the... We'll post that's, this eventually. That's, no, I've got it on video. way to get... I've got it on video. The, the getting the actual turf off the trailer was oh, the fun part. Go ahead. So uh, we ended up <laughs> jacking this giant roll of turf up, putting chains through it, and attaching it to the back of my truck. We had a, one of our, our guys had his own truck, gets in his truck, puts the brakes on, and I go full force and ro- pull that thing off that off that, and then... Pull it all the way inside to the inside our bay to even get it in our bay. This is about as country as it gets, folks. Yeah, a couple pickup trucks and some of the log chains, and we didn't do anything real smart at that day. So then Nick gets an asphalt roller, the kind that the trailer tilts back and rolls mm-hmm. off. Well, mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't unhook the tilt, so Nick dropped a several thousand pound asphalt roller off the back, three, yeah. two foot off the back of a trailer. Yeah. And looked like the happiest kid ever with diesel smoke rolling out of the top, you know, rolling out turf. <laughs> I'm sure it was illegal six ways to Sunday. Probably. We had the doors open though. It was fine. Nobody was going to die. I got me high as a kite. It was great. <laughs> um, so, you know, and the thing I guess you ask a lot, like what's the one thing about a gym that you could give advice if I want to start my own? I said, I go, guys, it's capital intensive. Plan on making no money for five years. Plan on not taking any income from it for five years. I think all the gyms fail out there because they're trying to support a family off the business. Right. And it's, it's impossible. Yes. All these gyms that we've bought out equipment wise, we're all small gyms where they're trying to support. You can't do it. You can't. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that I would say is, is, um, when it comes to, especially if you're going to do the style of gym we did, I mean, we did, we took a big, we took a big risk with what we did. Oh yeah. Because our doing, style is completely different. Yeah. Doing our style of the gym and the size of our gym is not what most people would do off the bat. Uh, but we're not most people. So no. the thing about it is though, is both of us understood going into it again, we weren't trying to make money and we both had good incomes coming from what we did outside of the gym. So we just saw a niche that needed to be filled. And to this day are still putting capital into that. Yes. Two um, years later, two Even years though we're later, doing very well. We're yes. adding members yeah. every month. And I mean, our, our bills are paid and everything's good, but we're still putting money into it to continue to improve the experience for our members. Yeah. Until we get where we want it, which will probably never, happen. never will happen. Um, um but the thing about it is, is that's the, that's the one thing that I don't think people realize is, you know, yes, it's, it's very capital intensive and multiple people came to me and they're like, you're going to start a gym. You're crazy. You're never going to make money. And I'm like, even I, the guys we bought equipment from told us we were crazy for them. starting a gym. Yes. But again, it's one of those things of, you know, we noticed what was missing in the market. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people miss. Um, I had a guy that messaged me about Fargo, North Dakota and wanting to do a gym up there. And I said, what style of gyms do you have there? Um, and he goes, well, you know, we've got this and this, and we've got a Metroflex. And I said, no, don't do a gym there. I said, you know, the style of clientele that you're looking for that is going to be powerlifting or, or bodybuilding or even just general health, but a little bit more serious, they're going to go to a Metroflex. Yeah. So if you open something the same as that in your market. Without the recognition. Without the recognition, without even, let's say you got a quarter of the equipment or half of the equipment, you're not going to get those members. Exactly. And then you're going to be tanked. Yeah. And especially if you don't have an income outside of this, not going to work. Well, that's just it. And I think that, you know, like I've, we've toured around with the idea. We've asked people want to start Iron Heaven's cool. So we're probably going to franchise this bad boy. And we're going to develop our own software yep. so that people, because we know what the problems to fix, which is great. And they'll say, what? I go like, this is easier than some other businesses because it is capital intensive. So if you don't have a backer, some good deep, deep pockets, yeah. it's just not going to happen. No. I mean, if you don't have 200 to 250K available. Right. You're not opening a well, gym. And, and let's be honest, 
And our gyms the, aren't even, like, the biggest thing that we ran into that both of us ran into. How hard was it for us to get loans from banks? Oh my God. When, so, it, when you're talking about a gym, <coughs> a gym to a bank, every single banker is going to look at you like you are crazy. Because they don't want to deal with gym equipment to resell it. So the asset doesn't have any value. I mean, honestly, we were lucky with Rexius because they're like, okay, well, we want the Rexius business. So we'll do this and co sign all your houses and your souls. Yes. Um, which is pretty much what happens. Yes. So it was nice. But that's why I say leverage one business to build another business. And you had enough training income that made sense. You know, they're like, okay, we'll do this because you guys aren't dependent upon this. But most people just, I mean, also obviously understand like when you're getting a lease, like we, we had this, <laughs> like you have to have enough income to secure the lease. Yes. So let's say your rent, let's say your rent is $5,000 a month for an 8,000 square foot spot. And let me get, let me, let me get, no guys, that's actually a pretty good deal. Right. It really isn't that bad. I that's sixty thousand a year on a five year lease. So I mean, do the math, folks. We're looking at three hundred grand that you need to have somewhere available before you even get anything in the building. Right. So even if you could manage a way to get the loan, you may not have enough money to get the lease. Right. So there's just so much. It's very capital intensive. You want to do a strip mall gym, cool. But now you're competing against all the big chain ones that are small, and it's it's all those things. Like we found out recently, like, hey, like we can't be everybody's everything. We no. tried the daycare. Yeah. If you haven't figured it out yet, we closed the daycare. Yeah. Two days yeah. ago. Yeah. Simple fact is we were, we had, and this is, and this is not mad at anybody on Facebook, so don't take this wrong by yeah. any means. But a lot of you, you know, we put up a polls all over the place. Like, hey, if we put a daycare, is that when my, 190 some people said they would slam a membership if we got a daycare. Yep. <clears throat> Last month, 11 people used it. Right. And 11 kids, I should say. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. three families. Correct. Who were already members before anyways. Yep. So a negative loss of $1,500 a month for nine months. So we, we literally, or for six months. So we literally lost over $9,000, but we gave it a shot. Now we could afford to lose it. Right. I don't like losing it. No. Which is why it's closed. Yeah. But we did. And the thing is that a lot of people just don't have that ability. So every, it's like us, we, we thought the same thing. Well, we're missing this. That's the one thing we're missing. That's not the case. No. It just It's going to be earned. I think you'll attest to this because we all have friends. Mm-hmm. Um, that before we started this business who yep. are not members yet. Correct. So if you think, well, I'm friends with all these people. Doesn't matter. Not when it comes to a membership business. When they have to sign up to pay every month, there's just a switch like, I don't really know how much I like them. Right. And it is some of my best friends, people who I've had in on this podcast, yeah. and I won't name you, <clears throat> Mike Giovanni, and uh, <laughs> still don't have memberships yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, it's, and it's nothing wrong with that. I don't blame them. You know, no. it, which, but it, people think, well, all my friends. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If they're not. The it, funny thing is. is especially with memberships, because they know it's going to come out every month. Yep. They're them signing that. We don't have contracts. But just to get them to sign up to have 40 bucks or 30 bucks, 32 bucks come out every month. Right. People just. Well, even. Hey, let's, let's, let's look at it this way. Even your employees at Rexius Nutrition, not yeah. all of them are members at our gym. Not all my family members <laughs> who live in Omaha have memberships. In fact. Right. I'll take that back. None of my family members have memberships at my See? gym. They would come and they'll come and they'll do a drop in thing. Right. But. You know, and that's as you know, brothers and parents, whatever. And it's nothing wrong with that. I don't blame them. I'm gonna have to go earn it. But that's people have this conception. Oh, I look at all my friends. Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. Like they're gonna do what's best convenient for them, and I can't blame them for that. I would do the same thing. And I think that's the first thing. Well, my my friend group, my following on Instagram is huge. (laughs) Doesn't matter. What does that matter? Exactly. I think we both have had that quite a bit, and it just changes it because, you know, you it's wishful thinking. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's fully wishful thinking. I mean, realistically, our gyms have have grown pretty dang well in comparison to everybody else. 
um, based on what we've been told from people that we've tried to help build our gyms faster. And they said, we're crazy for trying to build faster than we already are. Exactly. Um, you know, and the, the best part about that is, is majority of those people are not people we know. They're people that are getting referred to our gym because we're doing this the right way. And we're, we're, we're focused on our members and making our members happy rather than <clears throat> focused on just accruing whoever and whatever at this time. Well, it's exactly it. And I, I think that we found that we've had partners yep. who've left. Yep. Um, Nick and I have an expression. <laughs> no new friends. No new friends. Uh, yep. I, and I got to love them both. I do. I, no, no, I'm not saying bad. It's just people found out this. everybody thinks owning a gym and being an entrepreneur is something it's, it's not what it's cracked up to be. No. It's, it takes a special mentality, a special kind of drive and, and determination and work ethic. Yes. Um, and independently thought work ethic. And not, not in a bad way. Like people don't have work ethic, but the ability to just find work to go do. Because Correct. it's never ending. Correct. And I think that, that that's changed. And that's been a big change for you and me this year. That, you know, we're like, it's, we wanted more hands on deck. Yeah. But, I mean, the return on investment on a gym. It's not there. It's so negative in the yes. red. Yeah. For the first five years. Yeah. Um, that most people just. Oh, I'm not going to get, no, no, not for a minute, not right. for a hot minute. And there's right. still no guarantee you're going to get paid at all. Correct. You have to go five years and then maybe you'll get some money. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure the Langer and Rexius credit lines to the gym are, they're very impressive. Way more than I would like to be. Way more I was than actually, I like to be. We're actually applying <laughs> to buy a new house right now. Uh, and yeah, that was one of the things is how big is that credit limit? I looked at it and I was like, huh? Yep. That's good. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're like, what can we do cheaper and free? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I think that. Most people I find, a lot of these kids are asking me, like, I, I said, a lot of people lack the kind of work ethic it takes well, to, do, to do a business like this. Well, this is the thing. I think people realize or don't realize the aspect of how much time and how labor intensive as far as time is put in once you start a business. It's, it's, and, it's, and it's never equal to the amount that you're getting paid. doesn't matter what you're doing. Like, doesn't matter the business you're in. Think about it. Even when you started Rexius, mm-hmm. it's one of those things of you're going to put hours on hours on hours on hours on hours in mm-hmm. for barely any pay. Yeah, right? exactly. if, if you if you actually look at the hours that we put in, we could easily work an hourly job getting paid overtime and make a heck of a lot more money than what oh, we, I get what right we now, do. Our iron have an average if we get paid by hour. I would say that you and I over the last two years are making around 70 cents an hour. Correct. Yeah. I didn't want to say a dollar. It sounds too rich. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's probably about what we're making. Correct. Legitimately, I yeah. can make more money working at McDonald's. But the thing is this. <clears throat> I, I typically am in the gym Monday through Friday about 14 to 15 hours a day. Yeah. But my 14 to 15 hours a day in the gym does not feel like 14 to 15 hours a day. Because you love what you do. Correct. So it's one of those things where it's like I would much rather do this and – and not make as much money per hour yeah. than work for somebody else and feel like I want to beat my head against the wall. The well, time. I'd rather work on building my legacy for 20 years from now than worry about what kind of car I can buy today. Right. Cause that doesn't give me shit. I mean, no. in a day it, it, it's, it's, flan- it's, it's, it's fancy the day one. And after that loses its luster, but this is something we're building our kids. I mean, they're all going to be Jack Diesel while yep. they're yep. school. Yep. So, um, you know, but growing up around that and being seeing your parents do their thing, I think there's a lot to be said for watching your parents really grind and to do oh, something. Yeah. You well, know? and the other thing is this. I mean, both you and I have the same mentality in that our entire purpose is to really impact people around us. And so it's one of those things where it just gives us a bigger backboard to impact those around us. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where I think – all those hours worked and everything that we do in order to create these gyms, even just having one person be like, man, I love this place. I appreciate you guys creating this. Makes it worth it. Makes it worth it. Yeah. I and, mean, and, that's all it comes down to. And that's to. also to be said that, <clears throat> you know, 
I love people. If you're going to go out and do a gym or something like this, you're going to have a partner because most of you guys do not in the capital yeah. and even yeah. two people. It's hard. And understand, I was saying this in my last podcast about partners. How they're, they're different. You yes. know, like Shane's very different. Yeah. And then you, and then it, it's, and then Cody. And it's, um, if anything I can say for me is no matter what it is, the people I've gone to business with you specifically, especially that I know that, I mean, I know what you're doing. Right. I don't have to know. Right. I know you're busting your ass. Right. That's all that matters to me. Like, understand, like, I'm, I'm doing work. Yeah. I have trouble getting a training in because I find shit I need to clean. Yes. Which is awesome as a business partner because I've seen you do the same thing. Start putting stuff away in between sets because this is your baby. This yes. is what we do. And so be careful when you guys go into business with people because it, they don't share your kind of mentality. Right. Like I said in the last podcast, I go, I just, I know how to deal with business. But like, Shane, I know he's going to go do stuff. Right. Well, and I think this is the thing that, that brings up a good point in the aspect that one of the issues that we had with, with one of our, one of our partners was he just had no expectations. And, you know, I understand for us, if you're going to go into business, let the other person know your expectations. Like yeah. you and I in, are, are in the mindset of if it's not going to get done, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Like yeah. it's okay. I'm here. I'll make it happen. It is what it is. Like we're not going to sit and wa- look at a wrapper on the pa- on on the floor for three days straight because we guess think somebody else is going to pick it up. It up yeah. You know what I mean? Um, whereas a lot of people don't have that mentality, and that's where that entrepreneurship comes in is understanding that everything around you is your responsibility. Oh yeah, and then, and that's and then when we and just say so everybody understands like we had the conversation about the guys not being in the company anymore. It, it wasn't a bad one. It's no. just like it's just some people are wired for that and some aren't. Nothing wrong with that. People use the hashtag entrepreneur way too way too. Way too Easily, yeah. because they really don't understand that. Nothing wrong with it. Like, well, and realistically, like, like, and like, and some the people, idea of an entrepreneur, if you are able to be an entrepreneur and you are not rubbing pennies together at some point in time in your life, you're not an entrepreneur. You're not doing it. Sorry, straight. you're not no, doing no, it right. No, no, if you're not getting figuring out things, ways to do things real cheap, yeah. you haven't figured it out. But it's not wrong. Some people like to have a little more structured environment. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Different structure, different folks. There's nothing right. wrong. I don't blame them. They like, it was a good conversation. No, and, that, and like I said, I, I don't hold anything against no. them. I think the biggest thing is, is, for our for the listeners here is it, whoever you're going to go into business with understand the expectations so that way there's no harsh feelings versus any way yeah something we learned like right. we just need to have that conversation ahead of time correct okay because you and i have the same mentality we just think everybody should be like us correct this which, is what we do I just which is like, not how it goes I, it's not i think everybody yeah. i i like to work yes i just do yeah. and i understand that some people i just like to be around like for me it's like i'm so used to this there's so many years of entrepreneurship that when a gym member can't get his key fob to work at 11 30 at night Hey, I'm going to pop over quick. And my wife, who's also used to it and grew up a small, she goes, okay, yeah. it's nothing. Which no. else is like, what are we going to do, guys? Right. I'm going to go and let them in the door. Yeah. Like for me, it's just not a thing. Oh, the toilet's clogged. All right, let's go to work. Yeah. And so I didn't train yesterday to fix the toilet. But that's also the advantage, I think, touching back on that, that we have with being a small business is you get better service. Yeah. We are constantly fixing shit because we don't want stuff that's broke. Correct. Where if you have big commercial gyms, they have to go through their their, their manual. Yep. In three weeks is when this person's going to like, no, 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 no. These people paid us a membership. We made a contract that they're going to use the equipment here. So we're going to fix it. Right. Sometimes that means we're running to Home Depot and figuring it out yep. and watching a YouTube video, but we're going to get it it's fixed. Make it happen. Yep. And like me having to call my plumber yesterday because I made a chemical concoction trying to clean out a toilet and I went wrong. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> it's, just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but you know, it's because I don't want our members not being able to use the facilities that right. they want to use. And I think that's the kind of customer service you get in a local family owned business. You're not going to get in a chain. Just well, ever. you're always going to see one of us in there. And so that, that makes a huge difference. I think when you're talking about a, a local family business, you can talk to the owner. So if you have an issue, you can come and talk to us. Well, that's the cool thing. I think if you guys message the business page, I go, it's coming. The owners, yeah. like we'll, we'll get on it right now. I'm like, can we guys respond so fast? I'm like, well, why wouldn't I? Right. Like, this is my business. I'm, I'm not a clock. 
business owners don't clock in, clock out. No. Guys, understand that. When you're a business owner, you don't get to clock in or clock out. No. Every once in a while, especially the partner, you can say, hey, man, I need to check out on vacation so my wife doesn't kill me. Yes. Cool, I got you, bro. Yeah. But yeah. for the most part, it's twenty. It's morning to night, like middle of the Always. night, asleep. It's, especially with social media, it's it's all day, it's all night. We have Our gyms are 24-hour access. People are there all the time. Well, and then, and if you're talking from a from a, from a coaching standpoint, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting messages anywhere from two or three in the morning all the way until midnight. So, I mean, it's 24 hours around the bell that I'm getting messages, getting people asking me questions and, and working with people. And if we're talking about people that are bringing into a show or something like that, oh, it's yeah. every hour I'm, I'm getting a message or I'm talking with them. So, you know, it's when you understand the context of what you're supposed to be doing as a business owner, it makes it a lot easier because I know that like the only time that I can actually plan to get away from anything yeah. is when... I know you're in town <laughs> or when I know that nobody's competing or I don't have any, any sort of events yeah. that are going on. Um, or it, you know, it, it can be that way, but you know, it's probably the hardest thing for both of us is taking a step back. Yeah. This is, you know, and that's, and from a, we figured this out this week from a health standpoint, we have to, yeah. we don't have a choice. Um, because of the aspect that we drive, 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 and we will put everybody else's needs and everybody else's, um, success before our own. Yeah. And then we end up digging ourselves a hole. Yeah. Especially health-wise. Yes. And so that's, that's I'll go one thing. a thousand miles an hour until I get sick. Yeah. And that's one thing that entrepreneurs need to understand too is, is there's, there is a healthy balance that can be had here. Like we're talking about hard work. We're talking about grinding. We're talking about doing all that. And it, and it is. It is a grind. It is, it's supposed to happen that way. And like I said, if you love it, it's not going to feel like a grind. But at the same time, you also have to make sure that you're healthy enough to be able to do this for 10, 20, 30 years. And then that's where I'm at now. And I figured out, you know, that um, I like to go a thousand miles an hour at 150%. I do, but, you know, my wife and kids are having me around too. Right. And so it's, I observed, everybody should go have experiences. Go, I mean, I'm not, I'm not so Gary V the point. Like I didn't do anything for 10 years. Well, good for you. But yeah. you know what? Go, go take three days off and go do something. Correct. You know, I mean, you got to get, this gives you perspective. Right. I, mean, I think you found that when you go into coaching clinics. Nick, Nick is always working on it. So he goes to coaching clinics all over the country and to learn. And it makes me, it makes us better at what we do. Yeah. Which is better for the business. Well, and the thing is, is it, it gives me an outside perspective. Because when you're, when you're an entrepreneur, all you are is head down, blinders on, grind, yeah. grind, 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 grind. All you see is what's around you. Yeah. The minute that you actually get out of that circumstance and you surround yourself with people that are kind of doing the same thing in their own realms yeah, um, and you're not in your own circumstance and you can kind of have a overview of everything, it starts to click really quick of what you're doing wrong and what you can fix. Um, and that's the clarity that I get when I go on those, when I go out there, yeah. I'm learning and I'm, 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 it's one of those things where I'm mentally taxed all day long. Yeah. But by the time I get at night, my brain's just going. And then I start looking at like what's going on with the business and what could be changed and what could be adapted and what, uh, yeah. what other people are doing. And it makes me understand, okay, this is the reason why you have to step back. Because if you're so stuck in it, you'll also get depression to the point where you're like, nothing's happening. We're not gaining members. It's We're never, it's never gonna be fast. It's never going to be fast enough. It's right. not good enough. Right. Somebody else isn't doing this. And then you're going to... If you have employees, you'll only be out on their ass for no reason right. just because it's – nothing's ever – as an owner of employees, nothing's ever going to reach your standard. That's no. something I've really learned over the last 10 years is that they're never going to clean it the right. way that I would clean it. Right. They're never going to take care of the equipment the way that I would. They Correct. wouldn't do that, and I'm like, that's okay as long as they're giving me effort. I Correct. can deal with effort. I can't deal with lack of effort, period. Exactly. But it's never – and I find that you can't micromanage it, mm -mm. but you know, it's – People want to say like, oh, people. Are, we're going to get questions. This one I get a lot with, on gyms. Is like, okay, what's it really take? Listen, it's going to take two hundred fifty liquid capital start, mm -hmm. big bucks behind you to help secure the lease. Yep, you have to define what you want to be. 
You yep. can't be everybody's everything. Nope. And you have to be willing to grind and probably lose, or at least barely break even for five years. Yes. Before you'll make a dime. Correct. And you know, if you don't ever plan on ever leaving the facility ever, you're going to have to have employees and you're yep. going to have to pay them and all those things. And that's, it's going to take a grind. It's capital intensive. There's a reason why if you get on auction sites or eBay, you're going to see 1,600 gems, just stuff for sale. Yep. A lot of them out there, I've, I've actually advised don't. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just me and my buddy. Yeah, you and your buddy are never going to happen. No. But I think that most people just need to understand, like, are you an entrepreneur or not? Right. You need to, you, if you don't know for sure, you're not. Right. Well, and the thing about it is this. A true entrepreneur understands the risk they're taking. Yeah. And a true entrepreneur has a plan for their plan. So like for us, it's one of those things of we thought that the gym was just going to be something for fun. Right. We <laughs> never we never thought we were going to make money off of it. We never thought it was going to be grow as fast as it did. We never thought it was going to do what it has. And no, it has. Nobody ever thought we were insane enough to open the second one a year later. Right. And so it's one of those things of like, you know, that was never our plan, but your plan has to evolve. But we always understood in our minds between you and I, which I think was another thing that we didn't communicate well to everybody else <laughs> was the fact that we weren't going to make money for the first five years. No, we, and, we told that. And we also knew that opening a second location would legitimize the first location. It makes it more acceptable. So we knew we had to do for both yep. and that, you know, like we have our other incomes. It's cool that, you know, and Nick, we, as business partners, we learned different ways to deal with each other. Yeah. Yeah, we you almost know, we almost fist fight a few times. Right. Right. They should just let us do it. We'll be friends five days. I, I know, I know. I'm telling but, them. Well, we act more like brothers, and so the thing for us, like Nick and I, don't text no. certain things. No, yeah, don't text your business partners. Don't. Yeah, especially if you have any sort of sarcasm in anything that you say throughout the day, it's, which it's going to be construed a completely different both way. Both of us are super sarcastic, so I, typically I, it comes across as I'm just being a cri- like straight asshole. You can believe that. How many times I would just <laughs> set my phone on the table and walk away and be like, oh, oh I'm going to let him have it. And then five minutes later, he's like, no, I meant like this. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I just spent four hours being pissed off at you for no reason. Yeah. So yeah. I identify how to work together because right. hey, well, once we get together, shit's handled. It's two seconds and right. things get done, and that's that's the beautiful thing. And everybody's kind of got their own thing, and it's funny because our wives are involved in the business too. Yep. Which is my wife is there every day at this point for right now, and and maybe and so like you know it's it's funny because like you and I fine. Yeah, my wife has feelings. Yes, you yeah. and I don't have feelings. No, we don't have feelings. We no. really don't. We, don't. We, we we laugh. We're mad. That's it. Over and that's it. My wife feels well. This was said that way. I'm like, oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I go, yeah. I, well, that was like, go like 10 minutes ago. It's I, fine. I, I Don't go, worry about no, it. We're, we forgot about that five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you, you know. can ask me curse each other too if you want. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. This no. is the first episode. Uh, he, for the, even the other episode, he didn't curse. Yeah, I know. There's, well, that's the that's thing. Right. Like, you know, it, it's well, the, the, the deal is, is that, you know, well, Nick said it like this. Go, Tell him to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the thing is, is I'm going to look at that and go, Okay. okay. And that's just it. I told her that. And it, it's, you know, I'm like, she goes, what if you're really mad at Nick? I go, I text his wife. Yeah. And then one time I did, I put you in a group text. You're like, you text my wife. I'm like, I know. It's yeah. my secret weapon. Yeah. Because Danny, Danny is phenomenal. She's your. So the, Danny's, Dan, the nice part the about my to wife is. Like, yes. She totally levels yes. you out. Yeah. You know? The nice part about my wife is I am a, I am a high stress, high, high volume, high get after it kind of person. My wife is small town country. I'm good. I'll follow the rules. I'll be. I'm, I'm good with good with life. Although, unless you step out of her, uh, step out of what she wants you to do, then she might end up like shooting you with a bow or a shotgun. But it's okay. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that it, it, when Danny gives you crap, is the greatest thing oh, yeah, ever because yeah. you don't expect it. Yeah, my wife is probably the sweetest person you'll ever meet, and then she'll she'll look at you and she'll be like, "Hey, you being a pussy today?" <laughs> Thanks, honey. Love it's like you too. watching Betty Crocker square. It's the yes. greatest thing I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Yeah. Well, I think, but I think that's also something we can be said that our wives are understanding of who we are and how yes. we operate. My yeah. wife and I are very much in the same kind of dimension. Right. I let stuff roll off my back a little easier than she does, but um, in having 
you know, these guys who want to start businesses understand like who your spouse is, is completely different. It's a huge your, difference. Depending on, upon your success. Yep. I mean, cause there had to be understanding and not just be understanding, but roll with it. Right. You know? Right. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Danny those- rolling up to the gym when Chad was recording a video two weeks ago, you're going to be on camera in five. No, I'm not. Oh yes, yes you, you are. are. Okay. When, but she brings another feel to it, which right. is good. And, right. uh, and it's just, okay. I, you know, if I screw it up, I'm blaming you. Sounds yep. good with me. So, yeah. but it, it's, it's awesome that people just jump in, but that's what it, t- it takes a family and our kids are all understanding of it too. You know, yeah. that, I mean, granted they're young, but, um, mine are getting older now and they're. Well, and I think, you know, I think that is, that, that's a huge piece to it. My, I've been really blessed with the wife that I have. She puts up with a lot of shit for me. I mean, just let's be real. True story. Um, and the aspect of the fact that she understands that the 14, 15 hour days are, are a limited time. You know, I'll still do them, but down the road, it's going to be something that I'm going to be around while I'm doing it. I can still be around while I'm working. I can still do that kind of stuff. Right now, it's, it's, we're in the beginning stages. We're still growing. We're still, we're still figuring this thing out as we go. Yeah. Very much so every day. Uh, <laughs> and so it's one of those things where, you know, I think that aspect is is again I, I've been very blessed with a wife that just understands and gets it and understands that I'm fighting for a passion that I love and yeah. I'm doing something I love while still providing for our family. So well, and that's the same. I, I think I told Brittany when we got together and she understood she came from a small business family and though she had been in the corporate world herself, I said I understand like this is an extension of me. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. Right. Taking away me as an entrepreneur is taking away part of who I am. Right. And I if you you can't put me into an office for an eight to five right. behind a cubicle, I'll die. Well, I mean, you, you, I just will. You like, saw it even in Rexius. I was always like, Hey, what can I do more? Hey, what else, else can I do? Like, I can't Nico? sit in this. Hey, I can't I'm sit in this st- thing I'm at Starbucks. Yeah. Five minutes later, we're at Home Depot. I'm yeah. like, Oh, well, I know, but I always knew you were working. So yes. I didn't care. But you know, that's, I, it just, it, it's part of who we are. It's down right. to my soul, how I was made. And that's just, you know, I, I did the corporate jobs. It was great experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly what I did not want to be. Right. And there's no wrong with that. That's why you work different jobs and figure out who you're going to be. I knew I was going to be on my own since I was 19. Right. And just, it never was. And I always tell people, like, if you have to guess, I don't know if I have it in me. You don't. Right. Right. You either have a side hustle when you're 14. Or you, you're not. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I was smuggling candy into the Catholic school and junior high, selling uh, caramel apple suckers for an extra buck and, yep. you know, making a 50 cent spot and Chad remembers. And, you know, I was also a fat kid, so I like candy. Yeah. You know, I think it's high on my own supply, though, so it was awesome. Um, <laughs> so actually helped me lose weight. First role oh, drug dealer. Exactly. exactly. That's right. Yep. It, and But it, it, it's it been since day one. And that's a day. I know I've talked to your brother. I've talked to your parents. Like, mm-hmm. you've been hustling and grinding since forever. Forever. Yeah. You yeah. know, and even your brother, he's out in his own same thing it's in the blood it's in the family you know right. um and not my family i guess all my brothers are doctors and lawyers that's a that's a that's a different kind of grind you um, know you know like, it, it's funny because my mom's like well your older brother lee's a doctor craig's a lawyer and scotty's gonna be a doctor too and you sell drugs i mean supplements and, you know, and, she's like, well, and you sell stuff i go i'm the ceo she yeah. goes you gave yourself that title True. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I, I, I meant to be president before my mom. Anyway, just, just kidding, mom. Um, so big plans for you going forward. I know you're working on a BR physique. Uh, so you're working on some yeah. apps and websites and coaching is like your, like that's your main focus is coaching athletes. Yeah. So uh, moving forward, big things going on right now as far as infrastructure wise. Um, what lesson I learned early on in life was a lot of businesses fail because in- infrastructure is not there to actually help with growth. Uh, so right now I'm, uh, I'm working on getting the website finished, getting the, uh, app finished as far as BR physiques goes. 
I've also brought on a coach underneath of me to work directly hand in hand with me who has more of a specialty in gut health and stuff in that aspect. Um, and I'll be bringing on a couple other coaches underneath me as well, just to <laughs> kind of hit other realms that I'm not, I, one, I don't want to learn in and two, um, I'm also not super passionate about, um, you know, my, my thing is, is I love helping people transform their bodies and I love help pe- helping people compete. Those are my passions. Those are things I love doing. Um, whether that's, you know, a physique or, um, whether it's a power lift or whatever it might be, those are fun for me because I'm helping people push the human body beyond what it's supposed to be pushed. Yeah. Uh, so the science side of me gets geeked out about it and loves that every aspect of that. That's why Nick coached me because he saw a body that was not meant to have abs and he showed me how to get abs. Very short period of time, but I have pictures. Yeah. Well, Um, I mean, you could have kept that. But then you decided to have a baby. It's uh, Brittany problem. Anyways, um, uh, but yeah, no. So so uh, so kind of just bring a multi feel to it as far as how many people I have on board and yeah. being able to offer services to everyone as far as a coaching mm. uh, company goes. Yeah, and then from that aspect, uh, just kind of focusing on building and creating a good community within side of BR Physiques and everything that's going there, um, and then on the. Iron Heaven side of things, working on creating that software for Iron Heaven so we can stop messing with the software that's absolutely horrible. So that's in the works right now too, Yeah, um, which will eventually be something that can be put into Iron Heaven as well. And you know, I think a few other things that I'm not going to talk about, but I've got a few other things in the iron that I'm working on. Um, but as far as my main focus right now, it is on BR Physiques and also making sure that obviously that Iron Heaven continues to grow as it has been. Yeah. And continuing that aspect so those are kind of where i'm looking right now that's awesome man well i mean i think we get asked a lot i mean this hopefully this podcast will put this at ease when's what's your next where's your next gym gonna go not not so understanding you want to franchise it i'm working on the documents as we speak because i've done it before um and we're working on the software but it's right now i think we would rather buy our own land and build our own building for one of the gyms and eventually just keep improving what we have there's just not enough people on deck and board like we just know that if owner operators aren't around nothing gets taken care of in the same aspect and we're all stretched as much as we want to be yeah um so if you want a franchise cool call me but you know that's i think there's so much we haven't even begun to hit we're adding 50 60 people a month yeah and we're not even coming close. We're not even marketing, really. It was no. Great videos that Chad makes. Yes. And I did a mailer once. That yep. was cool. Um, and, you know, I think... Word of mouth. Word of mouth and an awesome videography by CC Media Content, Studio 402. Chad Cunningham. You're welcome. <laughs> this video is free because of that plug. No, no uh, plug there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I, I think it's it's awesome watching something turn from just chatting about it. We should own our own gym. Yeah. yeah. Say every kid says when they're, when they're like 21, we should own a bar, but you know, we, nobody ever does. Right. Um, but we like the gym. Yeah. We need a gym. We're so sick of these gyms and when they actually see it yep. and watch it, like if you really look at the timeline and what we did, it's insane. Amount of time, it's insane. It's insane. But when there's you're days that I sit back and I'm like, okay, so we, we went from zero, which was ground zero. Yeah. Six months opened up a 4,000 square foot gym yeah. with a warehouse inside of the gym <laughs> yeah. to then not even eight months later, yep. um, making it to the point where we ended up opening second location. Yep. And then I don't know why we did this, but you know, cause we're insane. Four months after that, decide that the first location is not big enough and we need this to expand that first location. Tripled the size of it. So that's now a 10,000 square foot gym. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, you look back at it and you, and you just kind of look at what we've done in this short period of time 
when other gyms are closing and or downsizing. Or even even with like we've spent a lot of money. We don't get me wrong. We have. But we looking have. at the amount of money we spent versus what I think a normal person would have spent, we saved a shitload yeah. because we just did it smart. We, right. I mean, it was Nick. I mean, there's the things that happen in business. You've got to roll with it. And that's what I love about him that we're going to go pick up some equipment in uh, Des Moines. Yeah. And I mean, Nick, is how much are we picking up? Uh, well, I won all the bids. What's that mean? I go, it's an entire semi-load. Oh, and later tonight, we have 50 guys meeting us at the gym to help us load. He goes, this is one of those 20-hour days. I said, like, yeah. Yep. He's all right, let's get a bang energy drink and go. Yep. So and we just, yep. that's just what it rolls. But I think that's the like, important thing about business partners is sometimes when you're not sure if they need to be, you got to go on theirs. And that was, we had that with uh, uh, fin- real, financing last time and we got shut down by three banks. Yeah. They goes, I guess it's not going to happen. I go, oh no. No, we'll make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. I'm just going to be, you know, I'm going to be pissed before it gets done and it gets yeah. done. And then you know, figure out like, okay, this turf's not going to happen. Then it goes, Oh no, I got two trucks and a log chain. I'll make we'll it make happen. It. Okay, cool. And that's the beautiful thing. <laughs> I was like, I don't even want to know. Yeah. I mean, this is like some red green stuff. Yep. And, but you know, that's the beautiful thing about having partners who are as dedicated and motivated as you are is that, I mean, the sky's the limit because they're there to support you when you're not right. You know, when you're in a show and not eating carbs, I'm there to eat donuts in front of you yeah, and, and cheer you on. Very supportive. And very, very supportive. supportive. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, and while well, you sit there complaining about the amount of food you have to eat and I'm like, I'm crying to river for you um but I, it's the beautiful thing is i know that i can leave town and that's the beautiful thing about iron heaven more than anything i can leave town if you're if you're there right and i'm good i don't have to worry about stuff right right um and it, i think that's that's how a partnership's supposed to be yeah you know and it's one of those things of we both have passion enough for this that it's 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 seen in what we're creating yeah and and that's that alone is going to make it make you successful I mean, if you if people around you can see how passionate you are about what you're doing, yeah. it just attracts. Well, I think it was I had somebody else coming there today, and I hadn't met them that you had signed them up, and they walked up. And they're like, "Are you the business partner?" I'm like, "Yep, I'm the good looking one. What's up?" And he goes, "God, you guys both talk so well about each other. I'm so glad I signed up." I'm like, "Well, I mean, I'm supposed to hate him, right?" I said, this right. Is my, he's a friend of mine, my brother that I get to do a business with, and I think that that's that's the best kind of partnership that there is. Like, we each got our own things, we do our own things, yep. but. You know, like, well, well, that brings, that brings up the other aspect of like negativity is not brought in our gym. So like we, we keep that out as much as possible because of the fact that we understand that it's a cancer. It is. So, you know, it's, it's from day one. That was one of our things is we start getting any sort of negativity and and we felt it a few times. Yeah. We just get rid of it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that it just has to go because that's not going to, that's not going to help anybody. No. And it's going to make us hate doing it. Exactly. So. And that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I always realize how blessed we are to be in the position to be able to do this. Yes. I mean, I mean, make any money. Could I use a lot of the money back from the line of credit? Yes, sure. I could. I got, I got stuff on my house right now. I got no, I got no ceiling in my dining room, but <laughs> I know that it's worth it in the yep. end that a lot of people would dream to be in the position that we're in. And I've always yeah. like say this, like we're blessed to have the doors to open to try this. It's a lot of work, but it's better than the alternative. I've right. seen, I see these people closing doors and I'm just like, you know, I, I think a lot of times it's, it can be. A, it could have been avoided. Yes, people just weren't willing to work smart, right? Cheap, right? And hard enough, right? And I think that that's the one thing we have in common. It's gone really well. So, well, thanks for much coming on the show. Of course, appreciate it. Even though I told you two days ago you had no option, you did. And I, and I asked him what else he had. I asked him what else he had going on. He goes nothing. I go good. So now you can't tell me no. <laughs> Finally got him on the show. So, well, thank you so much for coming on now or never. We appreciate it. And, of course. And uh, best of luck, brother. Thanks, man. And the new 
newest, most sensational pre-workout to hit the market, Spartacus Resurgence. That's right, folks, it's back. You want the pump, you want the hit, this is the top pre-workout to hit the market in the United States in my entire time in this business. Stop into any Rexy's Nutrition or any local store and get a sample for free to try out for yourself. Y'all gotta ask who the man is, hope I'm gonna be like, pardon who? I'm about them two cities with me, repping them hardest. Gotta keep it two cities, play, always been an honest artist. And I got that crew with me, 